Hello everyone and welcome to the Leaps and Bounds podcast. I'm your host Heath Thorpe and here we discuss all things life, gymnastics, queer and whatever we want. This has been such a long time coming. I have thought about doing this for a year now, maybe even more, and constantly balked and hesitated at the idea, but we're doing this. We're here today. This may or may not be my third time re-recording this episode. I may have also already recorded the second episode with Morgan Hurd, which was absolutely fab and gave a little bit more confidence in my skill ability. So we're back with a renewed trust in my podcast hosting skills. Yeah, I'm very excited to kick this podcast off. This episode is going to be a little bit shorter. I want to keep it under 15 minutes and it's really just acting as a bit more of an in-depth explanation of what you can expect and why I'm doing this podcast. So for example, I was originally having this podcast be queer success stories and only queer success stories. So it was about a year ago when I was just always reading horrible media and social media posts about queer and specifically trans folk. And these posts and articles were full of like dis and misinformation. It was incredibly harmful and had real world impacts on my community. And I was like, what can I do with my platform to help amplify, uplift, but also rewrite the narrative. And I was like, why don't I start a podcast? And then the name Leaps and Bounds kind of came as a bit of a play on the title with, you know, wanting to share the stories of those queer people who had overcome the adversities and acted as torches in a dark world that would allow young queer people listening to be like, I can do this, I can get through this, but also to educate broader audiences. So that's still very much going to be at the center of this podcast because I think it's going to be organic to my circles, my friends, my networks. So still please expect those incredible stories and inspirational people on here, but also know that it's going to be broadened a little bit. It's going to be talking about gymnastics, life, really anything intersectional to my identity, my personality, my career, but also of your interests as well. I want this to be a collaborative space. So if you have any topics you want me to discuss, please message me on the Leaps and Bounds podcast Instagram or even my Instagram and shoot your shot. Tell me what you want me to talk about and I'll definitely consider it. So for the structure of this podcast, the first month is going to be a little bit sporadic while I figure out how I want to record and when and also if it fits around training. So I think episodes are going to drop a little bit randomly, like this one drops tomorrow on the 6th, and then Morgan's drops on the 16th of November, and then the next one might drop a Monday or two later. So I will figure that out. But I think come December or the new year, expect fortnightly episodes alternating between myself solo on one episode and then also a guest on the next episode. But this episode is titled Life as He Thought. And I wanted to give listeners a little bit more of an insight into who I am and also to where I'm at right now. I know a lot has happened over the last few months and even I feel like it's been a whirlwind. So I can only imagine how difficult it is to gauge from the outside world on social media. So we're going to clarify a few things and talk about my plans and yeah, as I said, where I'm at now. But let's take it all the way back to 2000 where I was born. So I'm a 2000 baby. I think we're the best babies. It's very cool to be able to just know your age by the year. I was born in Lara, Victoria, a small rural town in Australia. 
and I grew up on a farm or well a property of five acres you know I had horses I grew up climbing trees playing in the mud and just being a little farm boy which was honestly super wholesome and I have very very fond memories of that time it was very grounding and foundational to who I am as a person but fast forward to 2008 where I started gymnastics at the local Geelong Gymnastics Center and I think from day dot I just like fell in love with the sport I just knew it was my calling and I was meant to amount to something in the sport because it was just so natural to me it was like I'd been in a gym my whole life and I know I was only eight but that's considered late for a lot of gymnasts so it was very it was very nice to kind of find my calling in my my home at such a young age nothing was really out of the ordinary beyond that point you know I went into the high performance center and programs when I was about 12 and then I moved around to different programs and so on when I was like 16 and you know I represent Australia for the first time when I was 17 kind of that usual timeline I think it's 2018 when my career started to take a very unique turn so not many male gymnasts are able to make a career out of gymnastics I mean, some countries fund athletes and they give them salaries, which I'm very envious of, but it's also very deserved. So Australia doesn't, you know, I sometimes get funded for competitions, but I never get money in hand, like I pay. Now to be at the point where I am, where social media is my career. And whilst it's not exactly gymnastics, it's entirely cohesive with my gymnastics. Like I have a profile because I'm a gymnast. So I kind of just consider it a very holistic career. It's kind of all merged into one but to get to where I am started in 2018 and it was during an interview where I was already out openly gay in my circles and my day-to-day life I think I'd posted on social media a few things about me being gay because I never thought I would have a big profile that just doesn't happen in Australian gymnastics especially men's gymnastics I mean it rarely happens in men's gymnastics worldwide period so I was like it's not gonna happen you know blah 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 I didn't really think about it when an interviewee asked me hey like are you fine to discuss this I was like yeah of course I think in the podcast it was a gymnastic podcast I remember just being like yeah I'm gay but I don't want to be that gay gymnast one that was internalized homophobia that I've now since worked through thank god but also secondly I just thought it would negatively impact my career and take away from what I needed it to be focused on which it's completely false, but that's kind of what I'd been told by people. So I was like, yeah, I'm gay, but like, let's not talk about it much more. What I didn't realize was I, I was one of the only, if not the only actively competing international gymnasts to be openly gay. With that naturally came a label and I think an expectation almost for people, from people for me to be a little bit of that beacon and speak to, you know, queer and gay issues within the sport. Fortunately, it came naturally to me. And when it fell into my lap, I kind of ran with it. That kind of built slowly up until 2021, I would say. And I started competing leaps. And for those of you that don't know, leaps in gymnastics on the women's side are valued. They're jumps that, you know, you can do to contribute to your difficulty score. In men's gymnastics, they're not in the rule book. So we get no value for them. But what you can do in gymnastics is when you're the first in the world to do a skill, you can submit it to the International Federation for evaluation and consideration to put into the books. But when I started doing them in 2021, that kind of wasn't the plan. 
I was overseas doing Bundesliga and it was during COVID. So our borders were locked and I got out on a professional sports exemption, which was really fortunate. And I'm still very grateful for that opportunity. Um, But it was in the Bundesliga competitions, which I'm also doing now. And we'll talk more about in another episode. I was like, I'm going to do a leap because it doesn't matter if I lose a few tents or stuff it up because this doesn't affect like international selection. So I started doing them and it kind of gained a bit of attention. And I was like, this is fun. Like I'm enjoying this. Like it makes my gymnastics almost better because I feel like I'm putting on a performance. And then it got into 2022. And this is kind of when I started, I think, cementing myself a little bit more as a prominent gymnast in Australia. I finished third in the all around the year before and I had a few national titles on floor and stuff. But when I became useful to teams was 2022. So... I got selected for the world championships and prior to the 2022 worlds, we had some world challenge cups and these are the competitions you can submit skills at. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to submit a leap and see what happens. And we made this submission as extensive and accessible as possible for clarification. Cause this was a question I got asked a lot on Instagram. People wanted to know the, the T and the process that we went through to get that leap evaluated or try to anyway so i reached out to a bunch of male ballet dancers and a lot of these were my friends some principals at major companies and our idea behind that was kind of like look i have no issue you know directly taking inspiration from women's gymnastics but as we know men's gymnastics has a lot of sexism homophobia misogyny those things within the sport it's rooted deep within even if people don't notice it it's there So we're like, how do we approach this in a way where they may feel more comfortable? And yeah, it kind of sounds like a cop-out that we had to do that, but in our heads, it was our most strategic way of getting the skill in. So we consulted male ballet dancers and we ended up doing a tourjetty half to kneel like you do in ballet. And we submitted to the fig. We did reference the women's credit points as well. We were like, this is a value it has amongst the other leaps. And we allowed the kneel to make it appear more masculine. I don't know. I'm also using air quotation marks right now, by the way. Um, And we suggested deductions, everything. We submitted a C. Like, it wasn't like we're going for a D or an E. We submitted a C value. Anyway, it got rejected, like, outright. FIG came back with quite a... mm, How do I word it? Straight to the point email, because there was another Australian that submitted a skill at the same time their skill got feedback and being like, because of this and this, like, this is why it's not going to get valued. Mine was like, this is for women's and ballet. Like, this is not the direction we want men's gymnastics to go and we wouldn't know how to judge it. And that was it. It was like, kind of like final. It was like, it almost like read to me. It was like, don't do this again. And I was like, okay, well, that's the end of my leaps. I'm I'm done. If it's not going to get valued, there's no point. And my coach who was overseas with me at the time was like, no, like, girl, you're doing this you're still doing it because this is your thing and you were doing it because you had joy from competing these skills. So still do it. So we got to the, we got to Paris, got to the world championships. I competed it. It got a lot of attention, started getting media, international media attention. And I think that's when my profile really boomed and it's been, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a very hectic 18 months to get to where I am now, but I'm very grateful for all of it. And, you know, it's allowed these opportunities. Like, I'm on boards now, and I 
go do guest workshops and I speak for queer rights within sport and advocacy. I have influence over policies within Australian sport. You know, I'm considered knowledgeable by people making decisions and all these things would not have come if I didn't like, you know, come out in 2018. And even if that wasn't my intention, I'm just like so blessed and happy to be where I'm at now. Um, also, I'm realizing this is already 13 minutes in, so we're going to increase this to a 20-minute podcast, just so you know. But yeah, so my career is very, as I said, it's it's meshed into one. There's a lot of different elements and factors of my career. I'm not just a gymnast. Learning and kind of adapting to that has been a bit of a task, but it's also built a lot of character, which takes me to where I physically am. I am in Ghent, Belgium, and... I am training here with the national team, still representing Australia, because that's a question I've been getting a lot. That kind of came off the back of what happened in June. I'm sure all of you know, I was not selected to the World Championships team. The World Championships acted as the biggest Olympic qualifier. I was the reigning, still am, the reigning Australian national all-around champion. I medaled on three different events at nationals. I had, you know, good data in the selection, but I was left off the team. I still don't really know why which I'm not gonna go into the documents are all online so you can read through that and take it for what it is and form your own opinion so I'm not going to talk too much about it what I will say is I only realize now that it led me into a depressive episode for like two three months and I was very close to quitting gymnastics I am quite surprised that I'm still doing it because that was the most exhausting and depleting process I want to say it was just horrible to do everything they said to get to where I was as Australian champion to work my ass off to you know take on all the feedback I have for the last year or two and then for it to still not be enough was heartbreaking and I was just like I don't think I can do this anymore especially after the whole appeal process the legal case the cost was like almost twenty thousand dollars and also quick shout out to everyone that donated on GoFundMe because I, yeah, I would have been absolutely screwed over if I didn't get the support of the people. So thank you so much. I love you all very, very much for that. Um, But yeah, that whole process was just horrible. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't go into the gym anymore. Like, what am I training for? If I can be the best in the country and still not make a five-person team and be afforded opportunities I think I rightfully deserve, then what am I doing this sport for? You know, in hindsight, I don't think I would have qualified to Paris through the all-around. The score was higher than what I achieved throughout the year, but I at least deserved the chance to try. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't do gymnastics in Australia right now. Like, I need to get out or quit. They're my two options. And I had trained in Belgium a few times when I'd been traveling overseas. And I was like, this program is very, I love the culture here on the men's side. You know, it's very fitting for me. And I think that would be a great place to be. So I reached out to them. The Belgian Federation are so supportive. Like they've taken me in as one of their own and it's just like being really beautiful and exactly what I've needed. You know, I have like three coaches. I have access to all the support staff, incredible facilities. I have soon to be Olympians training around me, athletes better than myself that are pushing me more than I've ever been pushed. So that's kind of like the training update. You know, I'm full steam ahead for the Paris qualifications next year in May. Oceania Championships will be my really one shot. I don't think I'll be going to the World Cups. I think it's too deep of a field. And I think the apparatus specialists are just so high, of such a high standard, I don't see it realistic for me to qualify there. We're working our asses off to get the all-around spot. And that means I have to be the top athlete in Oceania in the all-around. 
on the day. If I can do that, the ticket to Paris is mine. Now, that's not an easy feat. There are many athletes that are capable of it. But for the first time in a long time, I believe I can do it. I am learning new skills quicker than I've ever learned. I have a very supportive network around me and people that are genuinely believing in me and pushing me and valuing me, which is just like so refreshing. I think if I keep on this trajectory, I can really have a shot at that, which is just so exciting. You know, it would be a, a life, life dream, you know, come true. Other than that, I'm competing in the Bundesliga, the German Pro League. I'll be doing the French Pro League in February. And that's kind of like what I'm doing. But otherwise, I'm like a full-time athlete here, which is a bit weird. I'm a little bit bored <laughs> during the day. Sometimes I'm training like seven hours. And, you know, in between that's physio and SNC and recovery. It's, it's a lot. And also adapting to the climate of Belgium is a struggle right now. It's raining. It's been raining for a week. And I'm like, girl, I miss the beach. I miss the sun in Sydney. But I know it'll be waiting for me when I return next year. Also, I still do have to go through the process of being selected to the Oceana team. But I think if I do what I'm capable of, I, I hope that won't be an issue. But we will have to wait and see. Anyway, that's kind of, that's the episode wrap up. That's where I'm at. That's how I've gotten here. And it gives you an insight into what we're going to be discussing. Also, I think my third episode, I'm going to call gymnastics and mediani couple therapy. <laughs> um yeah, I was at the World Championships as media, as most of you would know, and I really want to dive into that topic because I have some interesting takeaways, and I think it would be very useful for people to understand. But yeah, I got to go. Um, I am going to do ballroom training, and I am walking my first ball next week as Heat 007, for those of you that know ballroom terms. Also, another uh, episode topic that I plan on doing. Sorry, it's chaotic. There's a lot I have to get off my chest and a lot I want to discuss, but that's why we have the podcast. Next time, expect Morgan Heard on here. It's so much fun. It's just like such a good interview. And I, oh, I miss her so much, but I'm really excited for you guys to be able to listen to that one. She talks a lot about the Olympic trial process, which I don't think she has to that depth um, in the media. So I think it's going to be very insightful. And I think it was just a very wholesome, wholesome chat we had. I gotta go hop on a train but thank you all so much for listening thank you for your support and love as always and i will see you next time november 16th be ready and yeah love you all talk soon bye